a mad thing still this week yeah do you know what it is he's d jones i'm the ghost and as always we got amps one behind the scenes it's a cool thing still yo what do we got popping this week donald all right for our season finale we headed back to calgary we got a tyler warren and ben blundell shared interview and then we're gonna hit you guys with the post office and the rundown and that's gonna be the end of season one before we get started just a couple reminders don't forget to follow your boys on Instagram at The Bunt Live, on Facebook at The Bunt, and feel free to shoot us an email to thebuntlive at gmail.com with questions, comments, whatever you damn well please do. And just so everybody knows, this is going to be our last episode solely on SoundCloud. After a two to three week break, at the end of season one, we're going to be moving over to iTunes. So stay tuned because season two is just around the corner and you guys won't believe the guys we got coming through Studio E. Yo, yo, we out here. Got a couple special guests in the building. My main man T, Tyler Warren from Calgary via Montreal, and Ben Blundell. Yo, it's cracking, niggies. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, first question we always ask our guests is uh, favorite skate moment and favorite sports moment. Favorite sports moment? I don't know sports, but I know the the clip where Allen Iverson steps over the other guy. Tyron Luke. Looks at Ty- yeah. Tyron Luke, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the best one. He beams him. That's boss. That was a disrespecting still. <laughs> I like that. I don't really have any favorite moments. Bacon cutting off my fingers. Mm-hmm. He dropped a great on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was that your least favorite moment or favorite moment? I'm confused. Nah, I'll always remember it. So what, you guys are like propping up a grate to skate yeah. a ramp? Exactly. you're putting it down? The cops uh, were just coming up, so we had to put it down really fast because it was like... You get a ticket for skating in there. So we were like putting it down and he dropped it and it was like easily like a couple hundred pounds. It was the heaviest grate. It was like a, <laughs> it was a classic three, two, one, but they're doing it when their hands are so close to the ground already. So I don't know. At that point, someone, I'm not going to say who it is, Bacon, <laughs> is just going to say, okay, fuck it. I'm going at three, two, drop. <laughs> oh. Dusted. So you like rip it out or you have to pick it back up? Slide it, it out. pinched and then oh. it, it somehow got out but it like pushed blood out oh. all of, under the nails god damn bacon's in the room too man yeah. what the fuck you saying dog <laughs> just wanted to let him know it was my favorite time <laughs> bacon booping So, Ben, you were the first interviewee on the podcast to uh, make a demand to come on the bunt. You made us buy a bottle of tequila, and it's only fitting you're the, the star of Drinking Update. Tell us about the Instagram and uh, why it's been sweeping the nation. The Instagram, the best Instagram out there right now. 
Rob Harris started it and changed my life, really. <laughs> Pretty much if you got a nice t-shirt on and a drink in your hand, just post a photo of it. Man, I've seen the, all the homies on there. They don't follow anyone. Except for like beer companies and shit, it's pretty dope. Yeah. That's what drinking updates all about. Don't take offense to it. I wanted, I wanted Ben to come with me, so I didn't want to come all the. Studio E is pretty far out. It's a bit <laughs> out here, and my man will go anywhere where there's a bottle. Thanks, studio E short for Studio East, yo. We out here, <laughs> way the fuck out here. It is eight o'clock right now too. It's about tequila time. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, what was it like growing up in Bones, Alberta? And Tyler, you growing up in Northeast Calgary, some random ass zones. Yeah, I'm Bonesian. Bones was uh, the complete opposite end of where Tyler's from. Both are low income, but we still meet in the middle of the city because that's where the skate park was. So that's how we became friends. Mine's far out there. It's like 40 minutes transit, sometimes an hour transit. It was kind of sus and it sucked because no one else lived out there. It was all on my own and it got sketchy. Got bear mace a lot of times. Got robbed a few times. <laughs> Jesus. And no one would come over there. It was all I was all on my own. <laughs> no one that skated lived out there. I yeah. had a secret life. I had a double life out there. Yeah. I disappeared for the weekend. Then I was getting sketchy in the northeast. <laughs> <laughs> I heard my man was getting bullied out there as a youth. I didn't get bullied, man. I didn't get bullied. <laughs> you just said you got robbed in bear mace. <laughs> <laughs> No, they were I always took homies. it like a man. You know? <laughs> Everyone was no, those homies. are just my boys. <laughs> those are my boys. Everyone the does that. Rob the homies out there. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> just normal like sleepover shit. You know, wake Bona up and you just your friend bear mates you and robs all your shit. <laughs> all your stuff's gone. <laughs> Bones was pretty chill though. I had Dustin there the whole time with me, so like we'd skated every. Every day. The one time everyone came all the way out to my place in the Northeast, everyone got robbed. I took the train the next, it was for my birthday. That's how I convinced them all to come all down there. And I think I told Ben I probably had a bottle or something. So he came. <laughs> and then we're on the train and we just got robbed by like 16 dudes, like rolled in and took every. Well, they didn't get anything. They only lasted one stop, but they were trying. Try to grab Dustin's board, try to grab our pockets. Avoid Northeast Calgary people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys were a part of the Calgary migration, and you guys ended up picking Montreal over Toronto, it seemed. I know you, got, you guys got love for Toronto, but what drew you to MTO? Uh, it's way cheaper. Very That's cheap. it. That's simple. It's the only thing. It's just cheaper. That makes sense. Got good friends out there, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and got a good crew. Yeah. They got a good skate scene out there. Anything outside of Calgary, you're doing way better than <laughs> what we had going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no bear mace in Montreal, I hope. Are you guys weren't scared of the French aspect? Or? A bit. I'm still scared of it. Still pretend. Still pretend like I'm French and I know, <laughs> know what's going on over there, but I don't know what's going on. I'm English as shit. I don't know anything. <laughs> you don't even bother trying? No. I kind of am trying. Yeah. trying. You feel ignorant. You feel ignorant being out there and not being French. You need to learn French. It's part of it. So they don't lose their culture, you know? Salut. Ça va, man? Ça va? Oui. Hey, ça va, Ben? Ça va? Oui, ça va, toi? Oui. Ça va? Oui. Oui. That's all we got, boys. We're trying. Maybe next year. You guys get love from the French ladies, or is it just an impossible mission? They love us. They show us love, of course. 
They love us. All you have to say is, hey, Savaji, Savaji. They go, oh, he's trying. It's so cute. You hesitated on that answer, which leads me to think. Yeah, they're they're shutting me down left and right, dude. You fucking go back to Calgary, tell me to get lost. If any skate Montreal chick listens to this, just show Tyler some love, please. The man's lonely in Montreal. I'm not lonely, dude. I'm doing all right, Safe. I'm not going to get into that. I'm doing all right. I'm going to stay in Toronto now. For real? Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Ben Blundell moving to the s- Toronto. Ooh. I almost said it. That was close. We got Ben. We're stealing you one at a time. Calgary. This Woo. just happened right now. So if Ben's staying, then I'm staying. <laughs> got them both. All right, so yo. yo fuck Montreal. You guys. <laughs> you guys are drinking a pretty smooth drink. It's uh, apparently all the rave these days. You call it the crook shove. So what's the story with that? I learned it about one year ago. It's, it's, it's simple. It's a couple ice cubes and a little bit of tequila and some ginger ale. It's a crook shove. It's the best drink. It's a perfect drink. It's perfect. I Price, feel great. Price Holmes introduced me to the crook shove, and things haven't been the same since. <laughs> it's been a drunken blur ever since, eh? been a magnific- magnificent journey <laughs> <laughs> i just had my first sip of one i'm pretty fucking down crook shove what about the trick i've seen you guys fucking doing them so much lately is it a coincidence or is it because of the drink it's only a tribute to a tequila gin ginger i mean a crook shove yeah it's like when you're getting excited for night to come you just do a crook shove yeah switch to <laughs> So a few weeks back, you guys had a little run-in with some chongos in Montreal. What popped off with the party bus, Jocks? It wasn't our fault. <laughs> <laughs> I took the hits like a man. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty fucked. Got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By like a seven-foot giant 250-pound dude. By like 12 of them. So we're... <laughs> we're Let's hear it. We're we're faded. Had a few crook shoves. Walking down the hill, see a party bus, and we're like, "Oh, a party bus!" I ditched my board, jumped on the bus, took a peek around, like just barely even stepped in the bus. Just wanted to see what was up with it. The bus driver pushed me off. Get the fuck out of here! He threw me, and then all of a sudden, it's just like chongo of pain. Big, massive dude, like affliction shirt, like jacked, like MMA love it, like these yeah. kinds of dudes. And he just comes up, no questions asked, just like, boom, one to the face right away. And then we're all just standing around, like, all right, let's get out of here, let's get out of here. Whatever, accepted it, bloody face, walking away. And then someone, our homie Simon, said something like, at least we got girls with us, you guys are going home. I don't know, something about... To fuck each other? Yeah, something, something <laughs> like that. And they came back so hot, and these dudes are so big, and there's so many of them. And they just kept appearing... They were coming out of the bushes, like out of nowhere, one by one. And just like, no questions asked, no words, just like, probably so coked out. 
and they just see their friend they're just juiced these are like the types yeah. of dudes that just love fighting they're ready for it i barely remember because i was so faded but i just remember getting hit running away like ditching getting out of there and then come back like i said seen ben get pushed into a power box and then get punched in the face so then i ran back i don't know before i could even get to him i just get punched like i just remember getting hit like a hundred times like so many times i remember at one point running through the field and there's just like two of them chasing me with my board they had my board and they're chasing me with my board like Jesus. Wow. it was just it was just a drunken mess like running away running back running away running back and just getting punched like a billion times Jesus. it was actually chill though <laughs> that doesn't sound chill at all it was it was though like we all got out of it fine a bloody nose it's just it. took a little yeah, yeah. couple punches yeah 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 the dude fucking punched me in the face and there's a bus, like a bus coming on the busy street, and he pushed me in. He was trying to kill me. He pushed me into the bus, but the bus, like I hit the side of the bus after I didn't go in front of it. Wow. He's just like boom, one shot to the face. And <laughs> he was going bus. for. He saw the bus, yeah. dude. These guys were aware. They were probably Jesus. like so high on beaks or something. Yeah. They're just the worst humans. Jesus, happy to have you alive, T. Yeah, it's, we're here. That would have been a shit way to go out. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Death by Chongo. No. <laughs> You guys both had parts in uh, one of my favorite Canadian videos of all time, Civic Affair by Jay Cusick. I feel like that video really put you dudes on the map. I wasn't really aware of either of you before that video. It's kind of weird. What was that project like? Fucking, how was filming for that shit? It was fun. It just happened. We just both moved to Vancouver after finishing high school pretty much and became friends with Jake. And then we used to always film with Bacon. And then Jake was uh, our next... Our next filmer. Our that next we, victim, dude. <laughs> just, he's just our next filmer that followed us around. <laughs> no, no, no. I moved, I moved in with Jake. First first thing. like The way I moved to Vancouver is like I just was there visiting and got so lucky. Like Someone's like, you want a job? And then I was like, yeah. I worked at A&B. And then I saw Jake at the skate park. He's like, yo, you need a place to live? You're going to move here? Yeah, live with me. So chill. Like Dude's like a pro snowboarder. Has all the time in the world in the summer. And he would just like down to film every single day like he'd wake me up and then just all right we're gonna go to this skate park and then we're gonna go check out this spot and we're gonna da, da, da. he had the whole day planned he didn't have to do anything just get out of the house and jump into the van and then everyone else moved there so then we all just film with them every day it's more jake jake did it all it's snowboarders are, snowboarders yeah. are superhumans. they are every one of them That's not crazy. every one of them i know some good snowboarders but i also hate a lot of other ones <laughs> <laughs> shots all right so now you guys are working on the anti-social video How's that coming along, and when can we expect it to come out? It's good. It's done. It's coming out, I think, end of July. He's trying to make it right now. Yeah. It was hard, though, because we decided we're going to make the video, and then we all fled Vancouver and moved to Montreal. So it was, like, impossible to film for. It took, like, two years because... We split up. Because, yeah, we could only film with Jake when... When you were with him. Yeah, so he would... And we're broke as fuck. Like, we're not going to Vancouver. So you had to wait for him to come to MTO? Yeah. Did he go out there a bunch? Yeah, Yeah, he came out a bunch. Came out there with the day plan. We love you, Jake. <laughs> okay, so love he, you. He's filming everything. It's like no additional filmers. No, no, no. There's a bunch of other filmers too. But like, at the same time, we're living in Montreal, and Phil's filming for Dime. Come out here and skate with Bacon. Yeah, but, what's Bacon working on? 
Bacon, what are you working on? Making like a edit with all my new friends in Toronto that I love. And yeah, Hunter's gonna be in it. Hunter's got some top secret New York footage. So what's it gonna be called, man? What's the name of it? When's it coming out? <laughs> I'm like uh, squat massage to end of August. It's gonna happen. Damn, he sounds like y'all y'all better be footy machines because you got like five things on the go. And we got five years to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> So Ben, on the way to Kevin Lowry's going pro party in Saskatoon, you had a little run-in with the cops. What popped off that night? With my two main G's, Gotti and X-Chan, and we were rolling with the 24-pack. But we're driving, and we get pulled over for speeding. And the cop was ruthless. Just immediately made us start pouring out all our beers, which wasn't even legal. Then uh, started searching the car and found a joint that I had in my bag. So we all got arrested and charged with possession. Gotti actually has his weed car, so he got let go, and then me and Christian had to fight it. But it was pretty chill. We did a bunch of community service, but it wasn't bad. But we had to fucking... I had a warrant, so I had to go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to, like, somehow come up with, like, $2,500 cash in this town of 300 with, like, two ATMs. Jesus Christ. Because an ATM will only let you take out so much. But it was fucked. Like, shouts out Bacon's dad. Shout out Carrick Reed. Those guys are the ones that bailed me out. Everyone sent a bunch of money. Got him out. <laughs> Showed up to the party. Focused Kevin's board right away. You still made the party. You went to jail. Nah. Fucking got bailed out and still turned up. Yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a bad experience, actually. It all kind of worked out. Kind of worked out. <laughs> Just as we planned, you know? Seems like those crook shoves begin you guys into trouble, eh? Now, Ben, we know you ride for Alzheimer's, and uh seems like they're killing the game these days. The little party boat action. Dropped a shoe with Adidas. What's going on over there? I think the crook shoves are getting you into trouble, huh? <laughs> Third take, dog. Third take. It's the heat. It's the heat. <laughs> take three shoves. Let's go. Uh, I love Alzheimer's. Price and Rob, they're doing a lot, and they're working hard, and I don't really know. They're about balling out and living a lavish life. The boat party was insane, probably the most insane party I've ever been to. Bottle service, and Hunter's turned 17 on it. We snuck him on. Sweet 17 party, or what? Stole him a bottle of Goose, too. Probably had the best birthday party he'll ever have in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Robin Price. Thank you, Robin Price. No, they're they're cool though. They're they're about having a good time. They don't like uh not taking it too serious. No, yeah. definitely not taking it too serious. They're about having fun. That's all it really is. <laughs> yeah, that's some real talk. Yeah, all time sounds like a good time and uh <laughs> I'm a free agent these days. We got a box, uh, can we get a box to studio eat? <laughs> you bleach out your address, man. How are they gonna send it? Ghost needs a box. <laughs> Comeback, all timers, yeah. ghost, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Growing up, you two and Dustin Henry were inseparable from what I hear. The three of you skated with massive clothes while riding for a shop called Skaters. Take us down memory lane. What were those days like? Three colors. Tyler Tyler was green. I was red. Dustin was blue. We couldn't wear the same colors the same day. Never allowed. Have to know what color each person was wearing that day. We'd match head to toe. We're so fresh. We were so fresh. <laughs> we're a trio. We're still a trio. Jed was saying they used to wear a Cookie Monster tall tee. <laughs> still got that one? No. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. It would still be too big for me today. Yo, this is another thing too with skaters. When there was new DGK shirts, because they didn't get that much. When they got new shirts, we'd fight over the shirts. Like you got the Ben got the last tee, Dustin got the one before that. It's my turn. Like, oh, but I claim, like, when Skaters gets this tee, I get this tee. We'd fight over the DGK shirts at Skaters. We could never wear the same colors, but we'd always match head to toe. What size were you guys rocking? I was large. I went XL for a little bit, <laughs> but I was fucking up. <laughs> I went too far. <laughs> the XL is, like, yeah. modest to what we were We were, were all doing, large. Man. We were all large. And then I went XL for a bit. Fucked up. Too much. It was, too, it was past my knees. And the rule... that We had a rule, too. If... If it goes above your elbows, that shirt's too small. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid fresh. Sorry, fellas, can you just pause for one second? I think we're getting a live report from the streets. All right, thanks, boys. Another episode with Wade in the Streets. Got another great guest with me. A well-recognized person, not only in the six, but around the world. Say what's up to Devin Guinea. Devin, where are we at? Down on Front Street, CBC, the heart of the financial district. Damn, who's all out on the sesh, bro? Got a pretty thick crew out here. We got Big Nolan. Got my man, massive Mancini, who just uh, put his heart and soul into a trick. Amen, love we it. Might have Morgan out here. Oh, Schmidt. Camo shorts. There he is. Can't I can't see really him, see him yeah. too well, but... How's the summer going, Dev? Um, working on any projects? What's going on? I've been really tired, but uh, I've been trying to get out. Got uh, the blue tile video. Oh, true. In the works. Well, seeing as how we always ask what the usual landing juice is for skaters, what's your go-to filming juice? A tall can is good. It lasts longer than a small can. Amen. I like the cigarettes, too. They help. Yeah, but we need brands. Like, what's your brand of choice? Usually, the Yao Ming. Oh. Although they're harder to find, they're rare. But I like uh, like a good uh, like a good dab. Ooh, like the low and brow. Of course, you any, got, any two dollar tall can. You got quite the selection. Going. Seeing as how we've never done this with a filmer, who inspired you to film? Like, what got you into filming? Maybe there's a favorite videographer or video that got you, like, sparked on it. Like Back in the day, it was uh, Digi Dan. Ooh. who's was uh, an OG. Shout out to Digi. Yeah. Lab Chuck actually was the guy who told my parents to buy me a real camera. Filmed him with a high eight a couple times. He knew I wasn't making any money because I was probably 14, 15 <laughs> years old. So he got drunk with my parents, as he used to do a lot back in the day, and he somehow convinced my broke-ass family to put, like, 800 bucks into a good camera. Damn. And that got me hyped. And here we are. Here we are. Fucking what? Decade later? Over that. that. Fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, just over well, a decade. We're not going to put that on blast. Yeah, actually, it yeah. is about a decade, you know? <laughs> we young out here. <laughs> Any last words, Devin? Uh, thanks for having me, D. Jones, Say, Wade. It's good to be with you guys. Oh yeah, dude. Likewise. And that's another episode. Sign off. Sending it back to you boys in the studio. We back at all bunch.
Thank you for that live report. And now back to the interview. All right, so now the three of you are still uh, have uh, reunited up in Montreal. What's it like skating out there compared to skating in Calgary? I skate less. <laughs> <laughs> More crook shoves? The wrong crook shoves. Dustin, if you're out there, I miss you. <laughs> I don't see you anymore. <laughs> Dustin ain't skating in Talties no more. He switched his game up a little bit. Was he went he went to medium a long time before we went to medium. Dustin turned into like a hipster or something. I don't know. <laughs> Dustin is in love. He's, Everybody knows it. He his, skates like he's in love. He's dancing when he's skating. He's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he's an angel. <laughs> There's a reason why everyone loves him. He's the reason why everyone loves him. <laughs> to Dustin. <laughs> to Dustin. All right. So, T... You go by Crazy T in the DJ world. What's really good with that DJ career? And are you and Bless Gotti on the come up or what? (laughs) Noah and Bacon started throwing these parties. And then Bacon left the city. I came back. And then I started doing them with Noah. Nights popped off. It was good. And I started DJing. (laughs) If you see a poster that says Crazy T or Bless Gotti, you better go to the show. Because it's going to be one of the best shows you'll ever see in your life. All right, so uh, Clint Walker's name's been popping up a lot recently because he's been kooking himself on King of the Road, apparently. I haven't watched, but uh, I heard you guys have a beef with him from before this even started. What's good? This dude, Clint Walker, is the same guy that's talking shit on Club Gear Instagram. For the people that don't know, what's Club Gear? Club Gear is on another tip. It's next level. It's the future of clothing. You're never going to get something on your back that's anything like this today. If you want to be the freshest dude walking down the sidewalk, go to Club Gear, bigcartel.com. I don't even know who Clint Walker actually is. Like, I only seen that that uh, name on a in a Club Gear comment or something. He's talking some shit or something, but like, you can't talk shit on Club Gear, especially if your name's Clint Walker. So now that you guys are done with the anti-social video, what are you guys working on next? A few new tracks. We've got a couple music videos, too. We recorded some tracks last night. Just working on the music videos for those. Going to shoot up front of Luke's pool. <laughs> got a nice pool. Try and get some girls there. 100 <laughs> girls in the pool. If anyone has an HD camera, then yeah. 100 hit us up, girls in the pool. Trying to get, and if anyone knows 100 girls, we could get in the pool. We're trying to shoot for that next. That's what we're working on. So skating's just a wrap these days, eh? Full-on music career switch? <laughs> it's just a little bit too hot to skate these days. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta wait till it cools down. Just keep, like, making music for now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably start skating in, like, September or something. <laughs> Thank you.
Alright boys, it's the time everyone's been waiting for. Probably the most fucking drunk rapid fire with the ghost ever. What's cracking boys? You ready for some fucking some quick thinking? I've only seen you drink like two drinks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we drank way more than you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying put you off last, ghost. All right, hey, man. We're way more wet than you. I'm Dude, working you over you, buddy. All right, favorite skater? Yeffy. Stevie Williams. Favorite video? The Ian Reed video. Hot chocolate. Favorite video part? Brian Wenning's clips in the Ian Reed video. Brian Weary, supper's ready. Favorite trick? Crook shove. Crook shove. Crook three shove. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Hardest trick for you. Doesn't exist. My hard flips could use some work. Most illegal trick. Backtail big flip. Any trick Ben can't do. Doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite artist. Chief Keef. Young Thug. Best feeling clip you've ever gotten. This 50-50 popover in Calgary. Was it your little shits and king shit with the... It's my first photo. Ollie between a C train. <laughs> What's a C train? The train in Calgary. Like a subway? So you just ollie from like Plat- cart to cart? Platform through it to flat where the tracks are. I had warrants and shit. I had to, <laughs> I had to bounce immediately jump be- after. Jump in between trains. Calgary's no joke. <laughs> Favorite Calgary flame? Who's that guy that drinks a lot? Mika <laughs> Kippersoft. We both love Kipper. Kipper Soft for letting that fucking goal in and letting our whole team lose. <laughs> Favorite Montreal local? JP Grenier. Chuck Rivard. Shout out to Rivard. Etienne Winner. Favorite Calgary local? Riley Boland. Drew Merriman. Noah Magadi. Yeffy. Riddler. Carrick Reed. Noah Magadi, Dustin Henry, Kevin Lowry. Worst company. Less. Less 1-7. Can suck my dick. We're both on the same tip. Worst style. Justin David. Just everything is in bolts. <laughs> Clint Walker. Worst dude. True. Worst style. True. Worst human. True. Worst trend in skating. I hate skate rats. <laughs> I just hate hipsters. I hate hipster skaters. True. <laughs> fuck. Last person you want on the sesh? Clint Walker. Zach Barton. Whoa! We got a real shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. All right. Back to the post office. This is quickly becoming one of our favorite segments for sure. So our first email is coming from our good homie and fantasy basketball rival, Christopher Lefebvre. Sorry if I butchered that, Doc. Hi, Saifa and Donovan. I've been listening to every episode since the inception, and I'm really looking forward to subscribing on iTunes shortly. I have a few questions. How do you guys source your guests? Is it through previous relationships, or do you leverage your connections through skating? Well, Chris, it's a little bit of both. We're fortunate enough to have some awesome friends who have followings in skateboarding, and you know they're nice enough to come through and help us with this passion project, which has been a blast. A lot of the guests we're going to have in the future are more through the friends we already have. So, I mean, I don't want to give away any of, of the cool dudes we have coming up, but like, let's just say Spanish Mike hooked up a sweet interview, and uh, so so was Wade. So it's definitely a little bit of both. We've got some sweet friends who are cool enough to do interviews, and we also 
have been contacting their friends as well. So there you go, Chris. And part two of his question, what does it mean to be a pro and do they sign legal contracts with their sponsors? That's a good question, Chris. And it's definitely a lot different than uh, professional sports like the NBA and NHL because there's definitely no union. It's more of a free market. But I would say that as long as a board company is willing to put your name on a board and give you a pro model, then that technically makes you a professional skateboarder. But nowadays, it's the business is so watered down with so many different board companies that, say, me and Sava could start a company tomorrow and turn ourselves pro. But, Woo! you know, the bunt boards could happen. <laughs> Definitely won't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible, but there's two levels. There are some pros who are selling boards across the world, and those are the A-level pros. And then there's some, some board companies who are just selling in their local community. So definitely two levels. But I guess if you're making money off board sales, I consider you a pro. Damn, yo, you, you got me thinking. The bunt boards, <laughs> Safe of Benson, the ghost, <laughs> selling out of my garage. Yo, let's get it popping, yo. All I got to do is sell one in, in your books. I'm pro worldwide dog. <laughs> all right next up we got an email from jeff comer great job on the pod guys felt compelled to stand up for photos sake you ask your guests for their favorite video part question but no favorite photo question damn that's cold while we're at it what's your fave skate photo and sports photo all right comer yeah, don't get your pants in a pickle what is all that right. is that the saying i feel like i said that wrong that's what we're going with though <laughs> all right so i guess i'll take uh I'll take the sports one and you take the skate one. For me, we're going to have to flash back to uh, 1970. I remember it like it was yesterday, a.k.a. that was well before my time. <laughs> but nowadays, honestly, like I don't even rem see too many sports photos. Like It's all video highlights, so I'm going to have to go back in the vault for this one. But it's got to be Bobby Orr when he uh, put the overtime winner in to clinch his first Stanley Cup. I mean, I think everyone's seen the photo. They've uh, turned it into a statue out front of the Boston Garden, so it had to be legendary. So I guess I got skate photo. I don't know if I can pick just one, but thinking back in terms of memorable photos from when I was younger, I'm going to go with Jay Bridges. He always had very crispy photos of a lot of the skaters that I looked up to growing up. Paul Trepp, Wade, Dave Nolan, all the top guys, really couple that come to mind wade switch front feeble la high paul trepp's switch front blunt that church rail that was a cover uh also switch front 50 the miami blue hubba another cover wade switch flip over the bench in barcelona damn comer you're getting a, a rolodex of favorite photos got mad love for comer photography too but <laughs> if i had to pick one the one that's jumping out into my head the most it's paul trepp switch flip down a big five i think it was in an old sbc Go dust off your old SBCs and try and find it. All right, we've got another email coming in from Michael Austin. Hey, guys, what's good? Love the pod. I'm moving out to Toronto from a small town in BC. What advice slash tips do you got for a small town kid moving to the big city? What's up, Mike? What you're going to want to do, you know, you roll up into TDOT, hop off that plane, you know, get yourself settled, situated. And then first thing I would do if I was a skater coming here is go skate Dufferin Grove and Dunbat Skate Park. Maybe a little bit of Ash Bridges if you're in the East End. And, uh, you know, just say hi to people. Introduce yourself. Don't be too shy. Uh, just get to know some of the locals. Go check out a drift skate shop. Go check out Blue Tile Lounge. And just, you know, we'll catch you out here soon. Uh, and also, a sure way to the top is uh, join the Duncan Army. That's Duncan McNaughton. So look him up. <laughs> Find him. And uh, 
no doubt you'll be shredding with the best of them real soon. Yeah, we've all been there in the Duncan Army, you know. It's not the prettiest of places, but gets the job done. Might get you sucker punched in the stomach when you're young, but hey, we've worked it out. All right, we got one more email here. This one coming in from Reno Giddings. What's good, the bunt? Huge fan of the show. Keep it up, Stu. Sorry, I don't know much about skating, but great listen nonetheless. Congrats on your 10th episode and uh, moving on up to iTunes. So I know it's a little early, but I'm curious. As of today, who you, my rivals in the League of Mont Satan, would draft for your NBA fantasy top five? That is definitely a tough one and is definitely way too early to pinpoint five. But if I'm going right now, first off, I got to take Russell Westbrook. Second, man, I really don't know what to do with those two Warriors, but I'll take Steph second. This is so tough. Mm. Maybe James Harden third, KD fourth. I'll go with uh, Kawhi Leonard fifth. Damn. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Russell Westbrook's going to be number one. So I agree with you on that. Number two, I'm going to take James Harden because I don't really know how the Steph Durant thing, how, how you know their numbers are going to be affected playing together. Westbrook one, James Harden two, Steph Curry three, Kevin Durant four, Paul George five. But I, I mean, that's oh going to that's gonna change a lot by the time the fantasy season actually starts. It's uh, definitely a little bit too high for PG on my list, but hey. Y'all know what time it is. It's the rundown. Everyone's favorite sports segment. You know what I mean? Sports from a skater's perspective. Let's get it. Dono, I heard you even want to talk baseball this week. Uh, yeah, but not really. Just one man going crazy in the clubhouse. You ever heard of Chris Sale? No, nah, who's Chris Sale still? It's an all-star pitcher down in Chicago, man. Plays for the White Sox. Name's been on the trading block all year because the team's not doing well. But he officially lost it this weekend, bro. <laughs> Went down with Chris Sale. So I think that like um, they're going to use a third uniform for some special occasion they got going down there. And usually when they use these special uniforms, they talk to the pitchers first to ask if they're okay with going with it because sometimes they're a little uncomfy or whatever. Chris Sale said he was against using the third uniform and he, d- he didn't want to perform because it was uncomfortable. The team, however, they weren't biting. They're saying, Chris, you're going out, you're pitching in this uniform and that's that. So he had other plans. The man took a knife to all the uniforms, chopped them all up, and said, hey, I guess we can't play in them now. Jesus, Chris Sale. Doesn't sound like someone I want on my team, don't they? That psycho waiting to snap. So I think that most people and a lot of people in the media thought that he was being traded because long rumored to be on the move, but I don't know, man. Chris Sale, it's a tough sell putting you on any other team now. You got to be going for cheap. But the man's a multi-time all-star strikeout king i think he'll find a home but now he's suspended for five games by the team it's gonna be a tough sell mad thing
Moving on from baseball, let's talk a little bit about that uh, expansion team they got going down in Las Vegas. So last time we talked, the one potential name was the Black Knights, but it seems like they're still undecided. So here's a list of potential team names. I just want to get your first reaction on each. Number one, the Las Vegas Bones. Uh, terrible. Number two, the Las Vegas Flamingos. Jesus Christ, worse than Bones. How about the Outlaws? Mm, kind of cheesy, kind of whack. Pass. Next up, the Las Vegas Nordiques. What? Yo, are they trying to disrespect Quebec like that? No, I think it's a little bit of respect on Quebec. Because I, I think they just don't think the Las Vegas is going to last. Eventually, they're going to move to Quebec. So why not get a head start on the name? I don't know. That's kind of weird. That's I would be kind of cheesed if I was in Quebec and some Vegas team stole our franchise, basically. All right. Next up, the Las Vegas Rat Pack. I wouldn't want to be called a rat if I was on a pro sports team. <laughs> what about the dealers? That there, There's the first one that I'm kind of down for. You know, it's obviously funny. Vegas thing. You know, the Las Vegas dealers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about that life. This one's made for you. The Las Vegas Sin. Oh, the Las Vegas Sin sold. Don't even tell me the rest. It's a wrap. There's one bonus one. The Las Vegas Strippers. God damn, yo. Whoever came up with that should be fired immediately. Should have just stuck with the Sin, huh? Yeah, Las Vegas Sin. Let's get it. I picked the dealers. I think it's kind of cool. Pretty quiet out there in sports land. Uh, there's not really much popping otherwise in the NHL, NFL, or NBA, so we're not going to bore you in force topics. But something did come up today. CJ McCollum just signed a four-year max deal with the Blazers, $106 million over four. Yo, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go uh, hit the gym real quick, and I'm going to try and pop this NBA career off. The type of money they got floating around is ridiculous. <laughs> Get a veteran's minimum? I'll take whatever, man. You see how many of these retired dudes are claiming they're hitting the gym and trying to make a comeback? It's actually hilarious. Why wouldn't you? It seems like every guy on the team is going to make 10 mil a season. It's, it's insane. Yeah, I know. We got scrubs making 20 mil a year now. It's, uh, times have changed, but hey, better them getting the money than those greedy owners hogging it all. You know what team I could see signing us? Which one's that? The Lakers going to need a replacement for Mozgov soon, so got to work on my... Uh, my hook shot, getting those offensive boards. Before you know it, I'll be playing down there with who they got again. Yo, Ingram, let's get it. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to stay positive about my Lakers. Yeah. Before we shut down the rundown, one other piece of news. Josh Gordon reinstated into the NFL. It's going to serve a four-game suspension to start the year. But this is only if the man can stay off the weed. In the words of Stephen A. Smith. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 10, and that's going to put a stamp on season one. Any thanks, Seifa? 
Thanks first and foremost to all our guests. Couldn't have done it without you. And then thank you so much to every single person who's listened. Uh, we appreciate you and we're excited for season two. We'll catch you all soon. You get me. And a super thanks to none other than DGK Wade for always helping us out. And that's the end of season one. Peace out, homies. They already know what it is. Catch you in a few weeks. You get me. Y'all finish it, y'all done. <laughs> I'm gonna say no more.